welcome to the Euro What, episode number 52. I'm Mike McComb, and I'm joined today by Ben Smith. Hi, Ben. Hi, Mike. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest, and today we will be talking about the grand final happening Saturday, May 18th. How's it going, Ben? It is great. Uh, I have watched all the sending files, and more importantly, I got a package in the mail from Hatari. Ooh, what'd you get? Well, they're they're working on uh, tearing down capitalism, and they're doing that with their merch store. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, so I got myself a t-shirt. As we had previously reported on the show, uh, when they opened the store, there was uh, American shipping was not available. I emailed them. I got an email back. Uh, and true to their word, I will I will give them this, uh, you know, customer service, Moon Sigra, because the next week they're like, hey, our web store now supports American shipping. Would you like to buy a T-shirt? And they promised me stickers, which is mm-hmm. my weakness yes. when it comes to when it comes to participating in capitalism is that free stickers. Yep. <laughs> Jumped on that because, well, there's a chance it'll get here before the final. And it did. So uh, dreams come true, everybody. Dare to dream. Excellent. So to dream. Uh-huh. <laughs> A lot of stuff happening this week. We've had the two yes. semifinals and uh, other news happening alongside that, which uh, is a choice, but... They're just trying to bury that news. Yeah, which, considering what the news is, which is that they are trying to develop the American Song Contest. Uh, Christer Bjorkman is the executive producer of Melfest, and uh, yeah, his production company is now trying to develop an american version of eurovision it sounds like the details are very thinly drawn out yeah yeah, the details are like tk 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 (laughs) yeah yeah one report said like yeah we're not even sure if it's going to be a contest between the states and it's like well then what's the point i just like that they said oh yeah we're we're shooting for 2021 Mm -hmm. we do not have a network lined up we do not have a format lined up like they're just they're throwing it out there far enough in the future uh that we will all forget about this so that when it doesn't happen we're not surprised. There will probably be more information during the semifinals of uh, Eurovision Asia contest. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So target date 2037. Assuming a network buys in. Right. Right. Uh, which is a pretty big assumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the assumption, that that gets us to Madonna, right? Uh, yeah, that's close enough. <laughs> close enough for government work. Yeah. Madonna has finally been confirmed by the EBU and Eurovision has dried up the contract. Yes, yes. Uh, they confirmed it. Uh, we're recording this Thursday evening. I believe it was Thursday morning that they're just like, no, it's actually happening. They even said it during the second semifinal that Madonna will be performing at the grand final. Uh, she'll be doing two songs. She'll be doing Like a Prayer. And she'll also be doing her new single, Future, which features Quavo from Migos. It's going to be a jam-packed final. Um, So let's start talking about it. Yeah. Before we do, we want to give out a spoiler warning. Uh, we know that not everyone watches the semifinals. And some folks may still be avoiding any of the rehearsal information uh, from the auto qualifiers, the Big Five and Israel. Uh, So if you want to remain unspoiled, you may want to save this episode until after Saturday's grand final. Uh, Who knows? We could be hilariously wrong in everything we're about to say. That's kind of what happened with the first semifinal. So you have that bonus content to look forward to, possibly. Yeah, just like luxuriate (laughs) in how wrong we were. It's just like, oh, like every 30 seconds, you'd be like, oh, that's just so adorable. But uh, (laughs) we'll be back to non-spoilery content with next week's episode. So let's dive into what happened at the first semifinal. The nations that went through from the first semifinal are Australia, Belarus, Cyprus, Czech Republic, 
Estonia, Greece, Iceland, San Marino, Serbia, and Slovenia. How do we do, Mike? As a team, we got 7 out of 10, which is disappointing for a number of reasons. One, um, that's just a, a low hit rate. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I much prefer to be in the 8, 9, even 10 range. Yeah. And yeah, the ones that we missed, a little surprising. I, I Well, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Like, uh, hung- Hungary didn't make the cut. Uh, you had Hungary. I had Hungary as a team and all of I the other data. I think a lot data. of people had Hungary. Yeah, all, all signs pointed to Hungary advancing, and that did not happen. Poland, uh, we had selected. Uh, you you also had Poland in your top 10. Yeah. Did not come to pass, unfortunately. We, like, as a team, we had Belgium. Even though I think neither of us had Belgium in our t- in our 10 lineup. Yeah, I think that was just a case of just like, oh, well, it was strong early the on. Data says this, and yeah. Early indicators, and then it just kept sliding and sliding. And fizzling and, and fizzling. Yeah. Oof. Uh, and then uh, you had Georgia in your top 10, and I wanted Georgia in my top 10, and I thought Georgia was going to pull it out. I really I did. I thought they were going to do it. Yeah, like, I was very impressed with that performance. We had talked earlier in the season. You had mentioned what they were doing in the video. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just very impressed at how they pulled that one together. Thought it told a very intriguing story, and I'm very sad that's not going to be there on on Saturday. Shortly after the semifinal, it was either from the Eurovision account or from Jan Olesand specifically, uh, saying that there was only two points separating 11th place and 10th place. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was Georgia. Like, yeah. That, that was such a good performance. Like, Hungary, on one hand, surprised me that it didn't get through because I thought the song was lovely. On the other hand... I was underwhelmed by the staging. I did not expect like gold tone pictures of dads. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was, I was expecting those because I think that was part yeah, they, of the they rehearsal had pitched, footage. Like, pictures of dads, but but yeah, the way that that was used, it was just so like it was just kind of hanging there. Like there was no interaction between Yossi and what was happening around him. Like it, yeah. was, it was very strange staging, and yeah, like, like you, I was very underwhelmed and kind of disappointed with the performance even though the song was lovely like his vocal was lovely but there was just nothing the story of the presentation just was not there one that i'm surprised got through and that i wonder if it is the the 10th place that that just sort of squeaked through uh san marino because san marino was fun i will give it that but it's it was fun in a way where it's like i want like the 30 second 30 rock cutaway version of this I have a sinking suspicion that that probably finished closer to like seventh or eighth place. <laughs> like I don't think I do not think that San Marino finished in tenth. Oh, um, okay, yeah. Like I'm, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, or, or like maybe I'm just kind of mentally preparing myself for that revelation for, when they were real. No, 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 no. <laughs> we loved that. We would like more of that, please. Yeah, more of this Lido Deck Entertainment vibe. I think part of it is. Like, Serhat announced, I think it was last week or the beginning of this week, that, like, he was not planning on returning to Eurovision. So I think that might have, like, planted the thought in people's heads. It's like, oh, well, if we don't vote him through now, we won't see him in the final. And that'd be kind of sad. And I I, I agree that that would be kind of sad. But then also, like, really playing up the uh, Turkish angle, because Serhat is originally from Turkey. There's Mm -hmm. some Turkish in the song. And tapping into that turkish diaspora we're not supposed to talk about diasporas because the internet yells at us yes but i don't think that's what pushed him over the edge but i think it probably nudged him a little bit probably, so, probably gave it yeah. a nudge yeah 
I, I I would buy that. I thought he got stronger in the performance as it went on. Like, I'm actually kind of looking forward to that performance in the grand final. I think he's going to do a really good job. Like, within his skill set, like, I'm grading on a massive curve here. But for what we're expecting from him, I think he did a great job of delivering. So, good job, San Marino. Yeah, good job, so even, hot. You did it. Yeah, even though... um. Yeah, it ended up taking up a space that I thought was going to go elsewhere. So. Yeah, same. <laughs> same. Uh, so a fun thing that I did for the first time during the the semifinal was look up to what the lyrics to Portugal's song mean. And it is wild. By wild, what, what do you mean? The farthest I had gone in translating the song is learning that telemoveas means cell phone, mm-hmm. essentially. And I was like, oh, cool. I don't want to be lectured about, about my cell phone. You should know. Thank you. Uh, and just set it aside, and then read it, and was like, "Oh, this is like a Twilight Zone episode." Oh, that's an kind interesting of. read on it. Yeah. Sort, sort of like a sort of yeah. I kind of interpreted it more as like it's about how cell phones are just kind of ruining our lives, <laughs> and uh, yeah, just having like twenty four seven access to everything and being twenty four seven accessible is just. Mm-hmm. A nightmare <laughs> and and i think that maybe what people were responding to with the song initially like if you like were looking at the lyrics it's like oh yeah this is like a very important message for 2019 which i totally agree with that being said i don't think the stage performance conveyed any of that meaning no it did not it did not and i get what they were going for with the the red and the green like we discussed a couple you know like earlier this week like it's mm-hmm. very much kind of playing off of a rose mm-hmm but, like, those colors didn't, like, just in the lighting, just kind of blended together for me. I don't know if it was just the shape of the video screen or how it was being shot, but, like, you just didn't get any of that sort of detail. It was just this red, sort of red lace pattern that was happening. And, yeah, I think just a lot of the visual got muddied. I liked the performance, but, yeah, I can totally understand how it would not be in the wheelhouse of an average viewer. It felt like a very tough sell to someone who has not been following the entire season right i think it was uh our friends over at aussie vision described the end as a telenovela death and it was like oh yep that is the perfect description for <laughs> what was happening yes, there and absolutely like, oh, yes. yeah and uh i think if there was like kind of more of that sense of humor in the performance because that was the other thing like it was just so self-serious so serious, yeah yeah if there was just like a little bit more wit in there that maybe that would have been i mean it's a fine line to toe uh just because yeah. like it, wit could easily become circus antics and that that would not have helped one thing i enjoyed uh even though i was watching on a delay was watching the the hatari column of my tweet deck just explode for 10 solid minutes oh really <laughs> yeah like it was it was speeding and like having that watch performance like yes this is this this kind of works with the space that they have and mm-hmm. i thought did a very good job of giving all of the various elements going on their moment the blurring shaky camera video effect that they had in there i'm hoping that gets fine-tuned a little yes. bit i yeah, don't know that, that is maybe my only note is that i wasn't is that i don't need motion smoothing on this i, I just want pure uncut debauchery i also love them in the green room and their one dancer just in the background of every shot mm-hmm. just waving the pride flag yep was, yep was yes just correct yeah. yes <laughs> that and then uh anar uh waving the little uh stigmula f flag as well they know how to work the cameras yes uh, which is great and also knowing how to work the camera and like preceding hatari so that was like a good solid 10 minutes of fantastic content 
Australia. Oh, uh, yeah. My goodness. <laughs> Holy dang. Like, yeah. I was keeping track of the jury final. Uh, I guess that would have been Monday. Uh, mm-hmm. People tweeting about it and like what was going on there, and people like posting some video clips and that sort of thing. Like the broadcasters, not not like bootleggers. Although I'm sure there were bootleggers posting stuff too. But yeah, just watching the clips and just be like, oh. This is going to be amazing. And so much of the key art on Tuesday for like different websites being like, oh, uh, you can watch Eurovision at this time. And uh, even going onto the Swedish feed, like the the art that they used to be like, okay, this is for like the feed for semifinal one. It was using like images from the Australia performance. And I kept on having to hide it from Dave because he's still on like media blackout mode. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and it was just like, don't look, don't look. I don't want you to see any of this. I want you to see this performance with completely fresh eyes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was Im- deeply impressive. Oh. Uh, I had said this from like the thirty second clip I had seen that they had, that they did the dang thing, but they did the dang thing. Last I checked, Australia was up to number two in yeah uh, in the odds. Uh, yeah. and, <laughs> yes, <laughs> and yeah, that that would be so amazing and so well deserved. Like it was mm-hmm. just such an amazing performance, an incredible vocal too. I don't know how she is able to do that well because like just the core strength you need to like maintain your balance on one of those bendy pole thingies as the icelandic english commentator put it ladies bouncing around on giant sticks oh goodness uh- <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah no no no. that that is the feed to watch like the the english commentator uh is my new friend mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> because i will think a thing and then he will say it in a more dry way than i can do and it's great oh goodness yeah, the first semifinal was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun, yeah. Uh, Netta's opening performance I thought was great. Yeah. You know, like, the opening performance is, is you only get that one on, on like, the Tuesday show. Like, mm-hmm. Thursday, you're just like, nope, we, need to, we, we have 18 more of these guys. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta go. Yep. Uh, but, but, like, that was fun and, like, reminded you why she won. There was, like, the weird revisionist history bit at the beginning where it's like, okay, sure. Yeah. Israel winning in 98 got us here. Definitely. Sure. Yeah. I thought that was an excellent remix of Toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, like, Netta and the Netta Ets. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so good. What do we think of the hosting so far? They're very smart with immediately banishing two of them to the green room. Mm-hmm. It's just like, nope, this is too many people, too. You have to leave. I think having Barr be the main host is good. She's a very visible face. She's someone that's a known quantity. Mm-hmm. The guys are fine. The guys are fine and they're there. I, like, I don't know. Like, no one's really leaving a mark on me, which I think is probably good because usually I just remember all of the awkwardness and I don't recall that much awkwardness. Yeah, well, not in the first semifinal. Not the first semifinal. There definitely we'll, was in the second we'll, semifinal. We'll get to the second which, semifinal. Yeah, but. yeah, it kind of reminds me of the Oscars this year, where it's like, oh well, we don't have any hosts. It's like maybe that's something that Eurovision could consider. But I, I doubt they they'd be able to do that because they do need to have some sort of filler. <laughs> there does need thing to be during setups driving the boat. Right. I, I think this is the first time we're having four hosts. They're making it work, sort of, but. You still don't need four hosts. Like, you there's still, just, no, you there's not enough to you, do. So. <laughs> you maybe need three if the first two people you pick really can't do the French. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The interval acts have been fun. Uh, I did not recognize Donna International uh, when she un- until like after the video clip when she actually started just the way you are in earnest. Eurovision does not need a kiss cam. No. Oh, like, like, no, nobody needs a kiss cam. Like, I, I'm nobody, not. Yeah, nobody yeah. needs a kiss cam. And then it got real weird for me because I missed the part where she was saying love has no before a bunch of things. And then a word would appear on the screen. And mm-hmm. like the first word that appears on the screen, boundaries. I'm like, yes, Israel, there need to be boundaries. No one wants a kiss cam. And then it went religion. And I was like, sure, we're in Israel. And there's a lot of that historically here. 
Uh, and then finally I heard love has no, and I was like, oh, that's what they're doing here. Yeah, but it's just like, and I get the point is that LGBTQ visibility is important, but replacing heteronormativity with non-consensual acts is not the yeah. way to go about things. Okay, and, so yeah. like, I go to a bad movie night called Trash Night, and at a lot of the movies, anytime that there are two faces on screen in close proximity to one another, the theater mm-hmm. yells kiss at them. <laughs> Right. Uh, this felt this felt like Eurovision was yelling kiss at the audience. Yeah. And I kind of appreciated it that there were a lot of people who were just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> we're just like, nah, <laughs> we're, we're good. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Um, granted, Europe and probably the rest of the world is much more, like, not into uh, PDA, but at least accepting or tolerant of pda like you just don't you just don't see that as often on like the streets of chicago or new york but it, it it's still i don't know maybe this is just like centuries of puritanical americanism i was just, like, we, I was just, just like, about no. to say weird american puritanism yeah yeah it's just like no everybody needs to be a respectful distance from one another <laughs> and it's just like no there i like you to, but yeah, yeah just don't touch me <laughs> some room for the holy ghost yeah <laughs> At least we're kind of like disapproving of this, and just in terms of like the consent side of yeah, things, like a fun, and just yeah, hey, consent is is sexy way. Yeah, whereas Belarus, they're announcer, just like openly hope homophobic. Yeah, yeah, it's just like mm, God, really. Ugh. So that was unfortunate, particularly because Belarus getting through was kind of a surprise for people. Not for me. Mm-hmm. I had Belarus yeah, pick because yeah, yeah, I love correct. that pop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was just really kind of disappointing to hear that happening. And then also like their jury is just like, oh yeah, here's how our deliberations went, and like they just started kind of talking. Essentially, up. like gave yeah. you one of those logic puzzles where it's like. Mm-hmm. Juror number four liked these three songs. Yes. Juror number five liked these six songs. It's like, okay, we see what you did. Uh, and that's not cool. <laughs> I've not seen any sort of follow-up on that yet uh, in terms of if they've received a stern talking to or anything like that. But it it seems like there's always some sort of jury shenanigan that happens mm-hmm. each year. And l- not that we actually see the juries in <laughs> not action. Not that we ever see but... them, yeah. So the second semifinal was held on Thursday. And this one was the more hotly contested one because a lot of the favorites uh, were competing, uh, particularly in the last third of the show. But uh, the 10 countries that have advanced to the grand final are Albania, Azerbaijan, Denmark, Malta, Netherlands, North Macedonia, Norway, Russia, Sweden, and Switzerland. Overall, we did much better. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did much better. Uh, We were... 8 out of 10 across the board. So just our data as a whole, 8 out of 10. Myself, 8 out of 10. Uh, and you, 8 out of 10. All three, I don't know, entities. Uh, we, we said Armenia and Romania. They did not get through, which is unfortunate. I thought they gave great performances, but this was a tougher semifinal than I think we expected. Denmark and Macedonia, we had them off our list. I think we had North Macedonia as our 11th. In, in the cumulative data, we both had Croatia. Uh, in, in in our personal 11 places and I was very sad to not see them get through because I thought they did a great job of bringing the drama after a largely drama-free first half. I agree. Roko's voice is such a good voice and I think seeing the full presentation like where it started out as like, oh he doesn't have the wings on the entire time it was just like oh okay they have a concept here. They told a story. I like his voice. I want to I want to see him do good things and, and continue to prosper as an artist. Yes. I don't know. Maybe we'll see him at Eurovision again. I, I, and hopefully with a song that's a little more 
resonant relevant yeah 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 that just kind of clicks a little bit better i think he won over a lot of people like just watching the twitter stream as the performance was going on people were just like oh i do actually kind of like this one so Mm -hmm. so with romania i understood like why that one didn't go through for me it felt like there were a lot of elements going on Mm -hmm. but all of them were kind of going on around esther like she wasn't really part of them they were just sort of additional set dressing like it didn't feel connected to me that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think the way that I described it on Twitter was uh, the song has Act 3 problems, <laughs> where it's just like nothing. By the time it gets to that third verse, which when we were talking about it before, just saying like, oh, this song's still going on? Uh, uh, okay, I, I guess we'll do a third verse then. It still wasn't kind of drawing everything together. I have to wonder yeah, like, how the Romanian well, delegation's going to handle it this It is news, feeling, cause, yeah, because yeah. they, they seemed particularly mad that they did not, did not make it through last year. Mm-hmm. And this has now been two years in a row, so I wonder what kind of changes that will affect within how they pick things or or what they decide to send to Eurovision. The first half of this entire program, like I said, was like largely drama-free. I thought Armenia and Serbuk did a lovely job of opening things up. Mm-hmm. That's the other one that I was disappointed didn't make it through. I'm very curious to see where that ended up in the scoreboard. I'm wondering if it was like what you had predicted, where it's just like it's so early in the lineup that it's just going to get forgotten. Both that and Cyprus to to quickly mention that one mm-hmm. like had a tough job of opening the show and that's always a tricky place to be in yeah it was a great performance i thought her vocal was fantastic awesome use of pyro like Ar- mm-hmm. armenia always brings the fire so <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, but yeah like it maybe had a tricky job of opening and then was just followed by two clunkers yeah ireland really had an uphill battle this eurovision because it just feels like the delegation wasn't feeling it I liked all the things that were going on in it, but I was also like, okay, people are just going through the motions. But looking so uncomfortable, like going through the motions, like which is a shame because I thought the art style of the staging and oh yeah, like, like I loved graphics, I loved yeah. the the art. It had like a real sense of motion to it that helped with the song. But yeah, yeah just like everything else, just didn't click. Yeah. So Switzerland got through. I gotta say. In the battle between Switzerland and Cyprus as the uh, Fuego clones. Yeah, it's not even close. Yeah, and I got to give it to Switzerland. <laughs> I have to, yeah, like I think just overall in the way that they are staging it in camera is so much more dynamic, so much better. And it's so weird because it's like it's the same choreographer. Like they're both using Sasha Jean Baptiste. And you could tell, like, because I mean, she has a very distinctive style of uh, lead singer in the front flanked by two dancers on both sides. I had not known coming into this that that was the same choreographer with both teams. And no, like, that's a signature. Yeah. Yeah. And like, she did Fuego as well. So like, it, it's just like that. It, that is her trademark. To bring this back to Iceland. Okay. <laughs> when I went to look up the English language commentary, uh, they only had the last 20 minutes. So I ended up watching the Icelandic commentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, can't make out a lot of Icelandic despite using an app on my phone to, to get better about that. Uh, but the things I can make out during the intro video, uh, Despacito. Patrick Swayze, <laughs> don't put Luca in the corner, Dirty Dancing. Despacito might end up on the bingo square for that one. That's fair. I think Just that's, because that's you can't, fair. like, once, it's like the FedEx arrow, you, you can't mm-hmm. not see it once it's brought up. I still don't like the song, but I thought it was a really good performance. And mm-hmm. yeah, so it's like, all right, fine. So <laughs> I, I, I'm not mad at you. I'm disappointed in me. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Denmark. I was surprised that Denmark got through. Honestly, like there, were, like all of our indicators 
Except for the odds, like the odds makers had that in their top 10. I think it was a very strong vocal performance. And I think had it been pitchier, it would have had more issues. I guess. I still find the song very off-putting. Yeah. It's not that she's lightened up, but she did not have the same like laser focus intensity like she did in Denmark's national final. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, yeah, she's done uh, the routine like 20 more times now. Those are, it's, it's now muscle memory instead of like needing to hit everything on beat. Right. I, I wouldn't call it warm or engaging, but yeah. uh, it, it, it's heading toward that direction and like during the press conference somebody asked her uh about like oh yeah it seems like with every performance you're like kicking it up a notch how do you think that's going to play the final she's like oh i don't know but yeah i agree it's been going up a notch each time so it's like all right i guess i i agree with that assessment Mm -hmm. having seen the full multiple performance i i thought that it was fun i think i still think the song is very generic and but Mm -hmm. i i thought that the the performance that went along with it helped elevate that now that i see the full of the full effect of what they're doing it makes much more sense particularly when you have the overhead shots what it is that they're trying to do and she really impressed me at the press conference following the semifinal. i don't know how much media training she's gone through uh either as part of x factor or as part of this process but she handled those questions like a pro. And it's not like they're the most hard-hitting questions, but sometimes they'll just ask something where it's either just poorly phrased or, or just phrased in a way where you could kind of fall into the trap of either slagging one of your competitors or just, just putting your foot in your mouth. And mm-hmm. she dodged – like, I, I was just impressed with how she was able to negotiate those sort of traps and it's like, oh, okay, I like you. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like, I wish I liked the song mm-hmm. at all. I was going to say more, but it's just like, <laughs> no, that, that implies that I like it. That, that implies uh, that you like some, it at some level. But, and as we've yeah. discussed this season, you don't. Yeah, but yeah, I'm I'm glad that she got Malta back into the final because I've always been a Malta fan. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I would not object to Malta winning at some point. I hear it's lovely this time of year. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so yeah. let's talk about... <laughs> Let's talk about those last six because, like, just from the running order, we knew that they were likely to get through, and mm-hmm. they all did, which yeah. is which is great because, like, North Macedonia had like fallen off of our radar. Yeah, uh, she was on my radar. I had her. Oh, as she was on five, your radar, but, but I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this performance, but I I liked it. They they took our notes and just had pictures of empowered women in the background in mm-hmm. black and white, mm-hmm. and it was a fantastic vocal. Like I mm-hmm. I like she did everything she needed to do, and yeah, she should be proud. Uh, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> <laughs> I will not apologize for that. No. <laughs> that was very good. That was well timed. Uh, yes. Of these six, one of the big ones to talk about is uh, Sergei Lazarev. Uh, what, what did you think of his screen performance? They're doing so much with it. They're doing so much mm-hmm. with that song, and I don't entirely get it. Like, I get it. There's mirrors, and then there's rain, and. It I don't know like just as a whole it just feels like they're throwing a lot of stuff at a real mediocre song to to get it through. It does a great job of highlighting his vocal talent. Yeah, his, which, oh, I, I will say that his vocal t- in the second semifinal was excellent. That's the yeah. best I've heard that song. Yeah, and like I I had no doubt that he was going to be able to deliver on the vocals. Like I mean he's he's a very talented singer. Like I I was a huge fan of his in 2016, and a lot of his stuff is now in my Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> and like i had no doubt that he was going to knock this out of the park but yeah like the actual staging and concept it just feels so well i feel like what they're trying to do is they're like okay what did we do last time how do we top it and uh, i guess they they said on okay eight sergeys 
Uh, and it turns out, no, no. Eight staircase in that sort of configuration is just not uh, what I'm responding to. <laughs> but yeah. I found it underwhelming, especially compared to 2016, because like 2016 was just so mind-blowing was just, what they were able to accomplish. was um, so precise. Yeah. And just so well done. Yeah. Whereas this one just has so many – like, it, I, I think it lacked surprise. Mm-hmm. And – yeah, which – I think that's where the dream team excels when, when they excel, like, mm-hmm. uh, like they've had the cubicle effect. Like they've, they've used cubicles many times before, like Moldova's performance last year is kind of well, a cubicle yeah, but performance, like, but then for, like in, uh, 2013, when they were working with Azerbaijan and they had the like upside the, the box, down yeah. dancer. Yeah. Like that was fantastic. And mm-hmm. I still think that should have won, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, like that. Would, yeah. Like I, I would agree. I would have agreed with that one winning. Yeah. Just thinking about cubicles and thinking about the dream team. Cause like last year there was like a sense of fun there and there mm-hmm. was just sort of this weird Looney Tunes physics thing going on that added to that added on top of a, a very strong vocal performance. Whereas this didn't really do anything to its vocal performance. Like it's there. And yes, he's suddenly in a box and the box is full of rain. Like there were all of these special effects, but it's just like, well, so what? Like it, it, it's just like, okay, well you had the budget. So you got all of these things, but they're not, adding anything i mean i don't think they're taking away from the performance mm-hmm. they're just not adding they're not adding to, to it. it yeah, yeah. They're, they're a thing that's happening at the same time i look forward to just talking with you next monday about how we were very wrong if that's the case but i don't <laughs> think we're gonna be talking about how we were very wrong <laughs> so another one that i think is where i don't understand the elements of the staging with it mm-hmm. and we we talked about them and mentioning the doing azerbaijan is I, yeah. I now see the full thing but and i get i'm just like i like i on one hand i want to like what they're doing but it's another one where I feel like similar to Romania, where he's standing in the middle and not doing much. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of he's kind of parking and barking. <laughs> I like that phrase. Uh- yeah, yeah, it's, it's a real park and bark. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like heart surgery is happening around him, and he's just kind of there. And like we had talked about, like the Greg Brady effect mm-hmm. when we when we talked about this song, and like it, I, it just feels. Like that just feels right. Like the whole robot thing in the first part, like it, it was a very stunning image and stuff. But then you get to the second verse, and it's just the like head animation behind him, just kind of like turning to the left, turning to the right, turning to the left, turning to the right, and like there's just nothing. Going well, yeah, it's it's on. focusing on the head in the background and not the performer who's like way at the bottom of your screen. Yeah, and I still don't know what the story is that's trying to be told here. Like I, I was actually. Kind of wondering if Azerbaijan was going to get through when the results were coming in. Cause it's like, well, you know, like it, it was a cool looking performance, but was that enough? And obviously it was. And, mm-hmm. and I thought the, I thought the vocal was fine, but yeah, overall it was just like a lot of elements just not quite coming together compared to something like Albania, who just blew me away and didn't mm-hmm. need all of that extra stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, just like a powerful vocal, like the occasional fire, which yes, fire it's good. Like that, that nice uh, ring of fire on the floor, and then mm-hmm. the way that they use sort of those triangle pieces that are clearly configurable or can be removed, and made them these sort of hanging polygons outlined in red. Yeah, Albania's figuring stuff out, and I could not be happier. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've I've always had a, a soft spot for Albania, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that they're back on track. Uh, so I guess the big one to talk about would be Netherlands. That was the big lighting thing. Like that was that was what they were like squawking about. Like that was it. Everything about the staging of that was just like, okay, this is like really boring. And then there's like, okay, well, the lighting effect thing is supposed to be coming in, and all all it is for like, if you have not seen it yet, is like 
a pendant lamp dropping down during the was it after the second chorus or yeah, like kind of in the, the bridge part bit. yeah like comes all the way down and he like looks at it directly and then it rises back up again and it's just like what was that <laughs> yeah what was that um i thought it was a very good vocal performance of the song like mm-hmm. like just as a per- as far as like focusing just on the song goes like i i have resigned myself that okay if the, if the bookies are correct i guess uh but because i thought it was a good performance of the song it's like yes i get why why there's the hype but i also want more i want more i want more of my winner i want something that that feels a little bit more dynamic and not something that could win that could have won any time in the past five years i think back to when noam was last on the show and he said like yeah it's a eurovision like that could have been a radio performance and had the exact same effect like Mm -hmm. there was nothing visually compelling about that performance Mm -hmm. and I, I think it's also just a case of like, I don't think I like the song. And mm-hmm. <laughs> as, mm-hmm. as soon as I own that part of my truth, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So to, to use that as a segue and talk about another song that was not in your top 10 for the semifinal Norway, mm-hmm. I was underwhelmed because they have a big fun song and they have that staging with it. On the other hand, I've been saying that this feels like three songs that are happening at the same time and they mm-hmm. found a way to stage it in that way. Yeah, that's exactly what they did. Is one man is over here, another man is over here, our lady is in the back. I thought vocally they did a good job. Yeah, they were uh, very strong. Yeah, but man, oh man, that song's just super annoying. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you could send out your emails too. Mm-hmm. No, uh, <laughs> please do not add us. We know how you feel. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> um, we'll get ads. I mean, no. <laughs> remember, remember how like a couple weeks ago we were like, oh man, this is going to sneak in, and by being everyone's fifth, I don't think that's a problem anymore. I don't know. I, that I don't that know, audience maybe. was really into it. So I've s- recently seen people kind of comparing it to Yodel It from a couple of years ago, which I think is a fair comparison. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely it top was, 10. It was top 10. And, so yeah. yeah. I loved Yodel It. I, I don't know why there's a, such a high barrier to, uh, to entry for me on this one. But Well, let's briefly talk about the, the interval acts because those, oh, yes. those were, well, well, one of them was awkward. Like the Shelva band, I get it. I, I understand mm-hmm. now why everybody was making a big deal about it. That mm-hmm. said, like, I never want to hear a song from The Greatest Showman ever again. <laughs> just like if we can put a moratorium on covering songs from the soundtrack to that film for a year, just on just in terms of uh, reality show singing programs, mm-hmm. that would be great. Thank you. Yeah. When they opened up with the uh, John Lennon quote, I think there were a lot of people who were like kind of grasping the handles of their chairs, being like, "They're not going to start singing Imagine, are they?" Because oh, uh, like uh, Israel, uh, read the room. Count me among the people who were like clawing at their sofa, going, "Oh no!" Because if there's one thing I want less than a cover of a song off of The Greatest Showman, uh, yeah. it, it might be John Lennon's Imagine. Yeah, yeah, especially in in, in this particular context, like, like, this. like <laughs> that, or like that, or like a Leonard Cohen Hallelujah, where it's just been covered oh, to death. No, let's leave the heroin overdoses <laughs> for a different competition. Let's um, let's, let's but, save that for Junior Eurovision. But so yeah. yeah. Uh, no. So what do we think of the Mentalist? He was there and had a lot of energy, and that's the end of the nice things I can say about that. Like I weirdly kind of like Mentalist magic stuff because. Usually it's very scientific and mathematical and precise, and you've designed a trick that, dis- that despite a disparate number of, of inputs, gets mm-hmm. to one output. And as someone who thinks about puzzles and problem solving a lot, that appeals yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with this one, I'm just like, okay, but this is a bit. 
This is a yeah. bit, and like whoever he called is like in on it, and like you you shouldn't call Ireland because she should be writing the number twenty two. Although like, she did write one fifty one, so it's like oh well, maybe she just wants a Bacardi one fifty one and wants to call yeah. it a night. Which like I, high five, honey. So <laughs> I agree, but yeah, like before they had unrolled the poster version of the numbers, mm-hmm. like when they were just holding them, like oh that kind of makes Eurovision if you flip them up. So, oh yeah. Oh okay. These yeah, like this had to had to be a thing yeah yeah although like i did kind of appreciate how into it sergey was like he seemed mm-hmm. to be having a great time just oh being yeah part like of the I, bit. I did and... like i like as far as like awkward host contestant things go like i like this can we make can we like have like some other fun little mini game thing that we can just have various groups of four contestants play yeah like i mean it kind of felt a little let's make a deal uh when he was like gathering the participants for uh this exercise yes give me like the newlywed game with like the, the with like the acts that have become fast friends over the week like give me yes. give me like hatari uh, guessing what what Tulia's favorite color is. Yes. Oh. Oh, that would have been delightful. Oh. Call us Eurovision. We have ideas. Yeah, we have ideas. <laughs> we have very reasonable rates. Yes. We we offer fresh perspective. Speaking of fresh perspective, we have six acts coming in that will not have performed. Well, they will have performed because there's a, a massive schedule of rehearsals. Uh, but they will have not have been appeared on TV screens in full. Yes. So we've got the big five of Germany, Italy, Spain, United Kingdom, France, and the host country, Israel. And I don't know if we necessarily need to get into the rehearsals part of it, uh, other than to say that Germany had a delightful gaffe. Uh, <laughs> I, yes. I just find it hilarious. Uh, uh, yeah. So somebody watching it will... By somebody, I mean the internet as a whole mm-hmm. at large uh, saw that they were using a bunch of pictures of, you know, sisters because the song is called Sisters and the band is called Sisters. And like immediately uh, we're like, these are stock images. And then someone was like, these are stock images of lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like these, and not only that, but it's like the first page of results for if you search iStock photo or whatever stock photo site they used for. Right. Number one, just the fact that they're using a stock photo site is kind of funny because I think Hungary, like in yeah, their like performance, Hungary at least, of, like, like sourced their photos of dads. Right. Yeah. It's like okay, we're going to stock photos, and then uh, as far as I know, there's not supposed to be a like lesbian undertone to the song. But now I kind of want to like re-listen to it in like a queer theory context and just be like, oh. I might be resp- responding to this song differently. So I just thought it was very silly. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was very silly. And like, on one hand, I, I get it. Like you want pictures of, of two females who are, mm-hmm. who are enjoying one another's company, yes. but also like widen your search term range. Yeah. <laughs> I think the big five act I'm most excited for is France. I'm feeling excited for, for Spain, but let's talk about France quick. With France, like just seeing what they're doing with their performance. It, it involves a ballerina who is a large young woman mm-hmm. and uh, also an Asian woman who I think is doing sign language. I, cu- I couldn't tell. They kept kind of cutting away from the clip before you could really see how, how she's interacting with Bilal uh, mm-hmm. on stage. Uh, but it reminded me from uh, a couple of seasons ago on RuPaul's Drag Race. There was a contestant named Kim Chi, mm-hmm. uh, whose platform toward the end of the season was the stigma facing 
uh what what's what's known in the gay community as fat femme or asian uh where it's just like they're the members of the community who are just most i don't even know what the right word like victimized isn't the right word but like they're just it's like a disqualifying factor on like so many apps and stuff and just like the way that the gay community is just just rejects those mm-hmm. members of the community and like this performance is highlighting that problem so mm-hmm. well and it's like oh this is this is going to be an important one and well, yeah i i, I didn't that. necessarily see it from that angle mm-hmm. uh but it's your standard eurovision empowerment thing but to see it actually illustrated as this is not just about this one person singing this message this is this person and this team of people mm-hmm. showing that you know, you you are not going to put me down. You are not going to to continue quoting the song that's in my head. Break my stride. Mm-hmm. I and I think that's something that France has been doing a fantastic job of. Where it's just like at first, it just seemed like it was all about Bilal and just kind of being like the YouTube, like it's all about me type persona. And just like, no, we need to widen the lens it's, let's as widen much this. as possible. Yeah. And like they've done such a fantastic job. And I don't see it as being like mechanical or strategic i there's a genuineness behind widening that lens and a sincerity well yeah and with last year with france we dinged them a lot because it felt like they were trying to tell a story that wasn't theirs to tell exactly and this year that same team like found someone to co-write a song with you know Mm -hmm. work with Bilal, found a way to tell his story and are now finding a way to make that a wider story and i think that's a better way to go Yes. Shortly after the uh, rehearsal uh, footage was made available on YouTube, France shot up the odds charts. So uh, I'm not the only person excited about it, I guess. So um, yeah, so that's yeah. exciting. But yeah. yeah, Spain sounds like fun too. What is I still think that they, Spain? just from what I've seen of the, the video of their performance, they are overcomplicating the heck out of this. They are continuing mm. to paint that fresco and go, mm. look, I made it better. And I'm not sure that the visuals are working, but it still feels so fun. Yeah. It still feel, and there's still a lot of energy and a lot of dance to it, even though they're trying to throw everything in the kitchen sink at it. Yeah. And yeah. I think, so we, we now know the the final running order. It's closing the show like we had we had predicted it might close mm-hmm. the show. And I think it's that's a very smart move. It's going gonna, it's gonna to send things out on like a very high energy note. Yeah, very high energy, very colorful note, which is great because starting off the show is going to be Malta with Chameleon, which is just as colorful, just as like kind of getting the party started uh, in its vibe. So Mm -hmm. that's just like a nice symmetry that they set up there. For the uh, auto qualifiers, uh, Germany was the only one to draw the first half. So they're in spot four. We already knew that Israel was in 14. UK is shortly after that in 16. Uh, let's see france and italy will be in 21 and 22 and uh as we just said spain's closing out the show a lot of the favorites from the second semifinal drew the first half so that'll be interesting yeah Uh, (laughs) i i I very much appreciated what you put on twitter earlier of the put put duncan lawrence in 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 the number two position let's see if that really has any effect how a song Mm -hmm. has received challenge yeah uh unfortunately they did not uh heed my advice and albania is in the two spot I think Albania is going to be fine. Albania is going to be I, fine. It's yeah. a good song. I thought Germany might have gotten the two spot just because it's like, oh, well, oh, yeah, as, as was... an auto qualifier, it's, it seems like the two spot should be like reserved for an auto qualifier. Just to, like, <laughs> the two, shot, the two shot should be reserved for who the producers like, OK, we're not sure how this got through. Well, there are two placements that amuse me to no end. Cyprus will be in 11th. Netherlands will be in 12th. And I had the realization today that these two songs might be telling the same story 
just from different points of view. Okay. And now we, yeah. and now we get to see that acted out. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, I, I, I'm glad that this theory is going to get put to the test. Where it's just like Tomta, like the character in Tomta's song is just like, yeah, I, I just want to keep it casual, take it or leave it. And the character in Duncan's song just wanted a little bit more and mm-hmm. just doesn't understand. <laughs> Uh, That's where my I, mind's at. Uh, <laughs> I find it hilarious uh, that Estonia has to follow Iceland for a second time. That was the other one that I was going to mention. <laughs> it's just like, oh, poor Victor. <laughs> we thought this was going to wipe you out last time. Yeah. Although I can kind of understand why that might have happened, just because Hatari has a lot going on on the stage. Yes. And I imagine that the setup and takedown is a particularly challenging one mm-hmm. uh so if they can just use the same plan that they've already used in the first they already have in place yeah uh, uh, which i noticed that like the transition after hatari uh during the first semifinal was real quick like they went to the video clip really fast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and i i understand why they're doing that uh because israel is scared <laughs> but at the same time there's just like oh no we need as much time as possible to get like to, get to the giant wheel. hammer globe out yeah. of the way so i love the yeah. giant hammer globe so much oh, so good. and i do well the, the other thing is like there have been a bunch of delegations that were that got essentially extra time because they were having technical issues or whatever mm-hmm. whereas iceland sent someone like a week ahead to build their globe they had their stuff ready to go yeah, they did the and assignment, and I appreciate that. They also have the extra challenge of like, yeah, we're coming from the island all the way over there. Yeah, so. yeah we, we don't have a direct <laughs> flight. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, the the transition that I'm most curious about is going to be the one from Australia, which is in uh, slot twenty five, and Spain, just because they I imagine they wheel, just have they, to. Yeah, they, they have, they to, have wheel to wheel the ladies on sticks <laughs> off stage. Right, they have to uh, wheel wheel the big house and that puppet on stage. Yeah, and I don't think they're planning on having a break between those two just because it's the end of the lineup but this is what dress rehearsal is for is to figure Mm -hmm. that out (laughs) all right so any predictions on what's going to happen on saturday um let's see i would like to think that the netherlands is not going to win Mm. just looking particularly looking at the end of the lineup and the things that are like they stuck netherlands as far as they could into the lineup just so that they will be memorable, and I really, I'm really hoping something in the second half takes it. Mm-hmm. And I think there, there's some strong stuff in there. There is France, and we've talked about that. That one sort of snuck up. Switzerland, I guess they do have a very dynamic package. Australia, I think might like this is the strongest. I think their performance has been since Danny M, mm-hmm. and that almost won. So this, yeah. we we could we could see what the contingency plan looks like. I have been watching a lot of interest in Hatari build up over the week. I am, I'm, I'm feeling like they're not going to go all the way. I would like to see them at least get second for, for Iceland again, just so that every year ending in nine is just a pattern. <laughs> uh, I would love, I would obviously love them to, to take home the whole thing. I will be the first to celebrate for that, but who I would like to win. I would like Iceland to win. I've been very clear about this since Atari was a blip on the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, who do I think is going to win? I, again, I think it's some, someone in the second half. Uh, I could see Italy or Australia taking it. I've been rooting for Italy and like from their rehearsal footage, like I am very psyched for their performance. Australia's performance though is just so amazing mm-hmm. and it is... and she's just been so delightful. Like yeah. the video of her doing the uh, ASMR version of Zero Gravity. Yeah, like that that was mm-hmm. just like she is such a delightful personality and the song is amazing. Like I I grown to really love that song and yeah just the visual that they were able to pull off like i mean it's just like they are checking all of the boxes and going above and beyond and Mm -hmm. 
I would love it if Australia won. I I would love it if Iceland won. I don't I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's I I think that I I think that the public is going to be very strong for Iceland. I do not think it ha- it will have the jury support it needs to do to do the dang thing. And but that's partially just because uh, Belarus had loose lips and Hatari was nowhere near the top of their stuff. Yeah, I think France is in the mix. I really do. Like mm-hmm. that. I mean, just from the very short rehearsal clips that they revealed, it's like oh. It was giving me feels. So like, <laughs> okay. That's very hard to do because I'm a very unfeeling person. So, <laughs> um, I mean, just just thinking of like a potential contingency plan for Australia. Again, we are we are available at all times. We have very reasonable rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, project manager experience. Yes. Uh, but uh, just Australia wins and you host it in France and they do something together because it's Australia in France. Hmm. I, I, I would be a fan of that. All right, but I guess we'll find out all of this at about six thirty ish Eastern time on Saturday. Uh, that's oh, I'm I'm predicting like seven ish, just given like the stacked lineup of like interval acts. True. Yeah, we we don't know how long Madonna's set is going to go. There, yeah, because there's like forty three so. things, and then another hour of uh, Belarus calling. Yes. So if you are going to watch the grand final, it will be on at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. On our site, we've got a list of all of the streamers where you can watch it. You don't need a VPN. It should be available just by clicking on the links. Uh, Or if you're in a major city, New York, D.C., Chicago, few others as well, uh, there are viewing parties all over the place. Uh, Be sure to check that out. And I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thank you for listening. The Euro What podcast is hosted by Mike McComb, that's me, and Ben Smith. Hybrid Musigra. You can find us on our website at eurowhat.com and on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at EuroWhat. We'd love to hear your questions, comments, and predictions. You can subscribe to the Euro What on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or the podcast app of your choice. Rating and reviewing the podcast when you subscribe also helps other Eurovision fans find us. We'll be back next week to make sense of what happened at Eurovision.